Welcome everyone to a new episode of the Karen Support Podcast. In this episode, we have an amazing guest. Uh, actually, we have my co-host here, James Smith, who is our VP of Sales at Karen Support. Um, and this is a, a very special session um, because we get to pick his brain and really see what his thoughts are on an interesting topic uh, such as networking. Welcome, James. Hi, Laura. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for saying yes to this special episode. So you are such a great networker, but maybe people don't know who you are. So maybe you would like to start with a quick introduction of yourself. Sure. So my name is James Smith, and uh, I am one of the um, the folks on the team and caring support, one of the partners in the company, and I do oversee our sales. Uh, I have extensive experience in, in technology and IT. Uh, I absolutely love to network and I'm all about building relationships. Absolutely. Wonderful. So um, you are such a great networker, as I just said. Um, actually, some people even know you as Mr. Awesome, because in every networking event across southwestern Ontario or even the whole province, you're also you're always so um, positive, optimistic, so friendly, and, and you seem to be such an effective networker. How do you go about introducing yourself? How do you, you know, start networking? Well, I, I'm not sure about all the great and awesome. Now. And awesome is my favorite word. And I used to have a large networking group that I called the awesome posse. I'm a huge proponent of po being positive, embracing emotional intelligence. And I think it's very important that other than just maybe a quick intro of oneself, it's really great if you, you really lead with learning about others first, because it makes it so much easier to understand where you relate, where you can figure out, oh, now I know what to focus on, things that matter to them, and you have this unique opportunity to make a difference in other people's lives. So the goal really is this is approaching networking, whether it's virtual or in person, which the latter I prefer, of course, is the a lot of people go in with a, I'm looking for a job or I'm looking for my next, you know, client, my next dollar or whatever. That's a that's a, a premise built on what's in it for me. And, you know, you do want those things, but the truth of the matter is, is no one's going to do business with you or employ you or whatever without first establishing a relationship. That makes a lot of sense. Just that what you said, some people go in it just to see what's in it for themselves and not thinking about the others and how much value they can bring to others. So, yeah, that's very powerful. So, like, can you go in a little bit more detail about your personal style of networking? What do you do that others don't? Well, and I I, uh, I certainly don't want to sound like I'm the only one that might do this different than other people, but I do get a lot of people that tell me my approach is different. And similar to what I was saying a minute ago, uh, what I really love to use is emotional intelligence. There's so much where uh, a lot of people don't realize that networking is an art. It, it's something that you you absolutely can get better at, but it requires practice like anything else. And I think what's really important on this subject is the fact that if you've been learning this where the approach has been based on material from the Dale Carnegie days and all that, that stuff is great. It's still true and it still should be practiced and more or less. However, I like to believe that since whatever period of time that might be, uh, I think we've progressed. And now you start to say to yourself, well, what would be what would make the biggest impact when networking? So my philosophy on it is I like to lead with how do I inspire other people? 
And the reason I say it that way is because you will build an absolutely powerful bond with people because you're actually taking the time to learn about others so that you know not only how to understand them, but how to help them. And then there's a natural compulsion for people to reciprocate. That's the right people that you would want in your life. And this makes a big difference because people can clearly see that they're heard, respected, and felt like they're important. And, you know, that is imperative. And this should be done really in every aspect of our lives, not just in a, let's say, business networking environment. That makes a lot of sense. And it, it really, it really, I know that it will really help a lot of our listeners uh, to know this and it will help them ne the next time they go about networking, uh, it will help them do it differently. So networking is a common practice in the corporate world. I mean, that's mostly where you hear networking events and this and that. But is it really uh, common in the healthcare field? Well, do you know, that's, uh, I guess everyone's going to have their own interpretation of that. I, I really believe that networking is, is a, almost a dated term now um, because really everybody is doing it and they just don't realize it. And, you know, you could be working in a, any kind of setting but let's like, as you asked, uh, you know, postulate the idea of what's what happens in healthcare environments. There is no question that you put a lot of people in a room or maybe they're working in their own setting and where they're more comfortable. They're absolutely going to have com communicating with each other and then potentially discover new opportunities together, ideas, ways to work together, be introduced to someone else outside their network. Uh, all those things happen all the time because it starts, you see, with when people feel good with each other and comfortable, they're more open to share. So similar to what I tell people, when you embrace emotional intelligence, and this absolutely is something that people can learn, it's really understanding that vulnerability is a power, not a weakness. It's understanding that empathy is a very important part of building relationships with people. And these things should be embraced and taken along with all the other attributes that what defines and encompasses emotional intelligence, being mindful, aware. All these things are learned because you're putting yourself in the shoes of another person. And if you don't know what that looks like, all you do is ask. So healthcare settings, we're people and people are people. And so in any environment, it really will be the same. It's just a matter in which, where people feel like I'm ready to open up to others. Now, if you practice this enough, it will allow you to go outside the comfort zone and start being more confident of delivery, not to be at all associated with, with cockiness or arrogance, not at all. This is the, the ability for you to realize, I know who I am, I know what I'm worth, and I wanna go out there and I wanna make a difference in other people's lives. And that's not gonna be you know, saying, oh, I'm this and I'm awesome, and I, you know, all these different things. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't relate to people. It's not, uh, it doesn't build any kind of, um, connection with them. And so it's the same thing on platforms, social media platforms, certainly on LinkedIn. It's a lot of times it's led with I'm this or my profile says that. And it really shouldn't be written that way. It should be customer focused. I see. My next question was going to be uh, how can healthcare workers benefit from networking? But I think you already said that. I think uh, when you said anybody can benefit from it, it just pretty much answers my question. So I would like to move on to something that really uh, interests people, which is how to overcome fear. The number one reason why a lot of professionals don't like to network is because they feel fear, fear of interacting with others that they don't necessarily know. 
how do you think a healthcare worker or anybody could overcome that fear? Yeah, absolutely. And and this is probably the number one issue, right? You know, generally speaking, what I what I say to people, it, to me, I tell them, it doesn't matter where you are in your career journey. It doesn't matter. Maybe you're new to a country and, and English is a second language, let's say, like if like people coming to Canada, for instance. Um, but you know what? It's highly important because people aren't going to show up at your door and say, well, here's, you know, your groceries. Here's a million dollars. Here's, you know, all these different things. And, oh, here's a bunch of people that you need to know. That doesn't happen. So, you know, when people get frustrated or they're like, yeah, I'm not sure how to meet people or meet the right people or anything. And I said, first of all, know who you are, because what will happen before long is when you're radiating the right vibe, you know, vibe, it, as they say, you know, the right vibe will attract the right tribe. And this is so true, because what will happen, you see, is you start to put yourself out there and say, I can do this. Start small know who you are, think a little bit about that elevator pitch you're going to deliver. But instead of being caught up in fears, because that's the whole reason we do not move forward with anything in life, it's always a fear. It's, you know, half the time we say, oh, it's because of this and all these different external things. Maybe it's the work environment. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's the, the people around me in that. Well, absolutely, those things have a factor. But the truth of the matter is, is if anything's ever going to change, it's up to us internally to say, I'm ready to change. So what does that look like? The best thing that I recommend to people is go to start going to events, look at Eventbrite, look on LinkedIn for events, look, you know, around at your local chamber, uh, you know, economic development uh, businesses, et cetera, like organizations. They often have different events where you can network. And the reason I suggest that to start is you get into that room and then you what you do is as nervous as people are. Is look for the folks you can tell are are confident doing this. They've probably been there many times know a lot of people in the community and this is for one second you just be a little bit vulnerable you go up and say hi how you doing my name is james i uh i'm new to this i don't know you know how to do this i'm really nervous or whatever that's that little moment of vulnerability and just say would you help me now even if they did said no which would be in my opinion extremely rare that's the whole reason they're there then just ask again someone else and I know for myself, I love to invite people to events and I walked around with the room with them and I introduce them to other people. And what this does, you see, is the more that they spend time with people who make them feel better, make them feel more confident, make them feel like they can find their own voice, the sooner they start to go, I got this. I'm going to I know I'm starting to figure out what I'm going to say, the questions I should ask others, how I can help other people. And then people start to realize that you are a person of value. Not necessarily, I think I'm valuable, but more about seen as valuable. And this is so critical. So once you really start to figure that out, you don't have to be a master at it. But the more you do it, and the more you surround yourself with amazing people that you meet, the better you will be at it. Like everything in life, practice makes anyone perfect. So I get it. And I got to say, I've been lucky enough to be invited to networking events by you. And um, in my personal experience, that one event that I've been to was wonderful. Um, having you introduce me to so many people, I, it, it was really, for me, memorable. So thank you. I, I, I know that you are here in London, uh, a leader in, in, you know, these kind of events and uh, connecting people, bringing people together. So that is great. Thank you. Okay, so... 
this advice that you were giving is is great, but what about new grads? You know, the healthcare field is ever growing and there's so many people now going into nursing school, becoming PSWs, DSWs, and th these are us usually, you know, younger people who are scared, who probably are right out of high school and don't really have those skills. Um, how can a young new grad develop, start developing their networking skills? Yeah, absolutely. And this is uh, this is very important because a lot of times what happens is when someone goes to school for any particular kind of discipline or uh, and, and to become an expert in something or to be trained, diplomaed, whatever. Um, and let's suppose it's nursing or whatever. You know, the truth of the matter is we're all in sales. We, we won't want to admit it, but we are. And when we have an interview with a company, uh, you better believe that what's really going to separate you from everyone else isn't what you learned in school because they all learn the same thing. It's going to be who you are at the core. It's going to be your personality. It's going to be the way in which you can communicate, articulate, and that you're confident in who you are without coming across, of course, as being arrogant. You're ready to work with others, et cetera. So how is that done? And, and the reason that I say this is because it's amongst the fact that career programs and everything and given colleges and universities are going to help with various things such as you know constructing people's resumes uh working on the stuff maybe they have some some discussions hopefully around networking but the best way to do this is like anything else is to start getting out there really figuring out okay you know what i'm going to start attending events i'm going to find people that that uh love to do this in the community talk to the people in the school that run the career program and say look do you know if people in the community are different events i could go to that would help me with uh you know better positioning myself really knowing what that looks like and how i can do that in a confident way where i cover all the material that i should be talking about so an employer goes wow i love this person they're just incredible well this stuff is very very important because it can be what will separate you from everyone else um so what I would recommend uh, is certainly, you know, if there's uh, schools right now with any kind of healthcare program, they should really look at our platform because a lot of things that we're talking about has been built into that. So we have, of course, our academia channel for post-secondary institutions. And what that allows to do is that the career uh, placement folks and all those that are working in that whole, you know, department can absolutely champion it and cheerlead and support their students. So it's going to allow them not only to share their profiles with the various healthcare organizations, but they get to really help them by by saying all these amazing things that they know about them. Because let me tell you, when people don't know who they are or what they're awesome at, all you have to do is go to the people that know you and ask them and say, hey, you know, what is it I love to do? What 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 do you like about me? What why do you like hanging out with me? Why do you like spending time with me? And they're going to tell you and then it's going to help you go, oh, my God. Yeah, you know what? That's true. I didn't know I was doing that for other people. So when people start to realize that and then they can almost get it down to storytelling about who they are, it can create intrigue. It gets people to just stop and look at them and go, wow, OK, this person's amazing. Love spending time with them they they would create a great impact on environment. Great with our patients because you can see that they spend the time. They're mindful. They're aware. This is this is very important. This can actually be taught. And it's it's really important that people think about the fact that it's not just a case of, hey, I'm I'm a nurse or I'm an engineer or I'm whatever, and it just stops there. No, every single person, the biggest difference between one and another is the way in which they conduct themselves with others. 
That's that's the biggest difference. You could be the smartest person coming out of school because of all the degrees and whatever smart when it comes to the acad academics. But that doesn't mean you're going to be a person that's going to be great to hang out with, to spend time with and who can can work in a team, can work together with others. This stuff is very important in today's day and age. It's needed. It reduces stress. And other people will be more willing to help you because they're like, I really like working with this person. They make me feel great every day. Does that does that uh, make sense? Laura? Yeah, it, it does answer my question and it, it makes me feel uh, makes me think of um, the importance of soft skills more sometimes than those hard skills that you get in school. Soft skills, as you said, you know, teamwork and all these things are the, the things that help you move forward in your career. Yes, so. and if I can just yeah. add to that quickly, you know, everybody's talking about it, but the question is, is what do those soft skills like look like? And and this is why I tell people one of the reasons that I love emotional intelligence is that if you really embrace it, not only does it help you to keep those emotions in check to know when emotions work and when and when it's proper to show that and to be OK with it too, to embrace the feelings that you're going to have. But when you're around other people and everything, suddenly you realize with learning this that it's it's not always just about us. It's we're more aware of the people around us and, and putting yourself in their shoes and that changes how we behave. It changes the way in which we work with others and therefore it creates a more um, positive environment and, a, and an environment where there's more potential for growth because people get past a lot of the, the egos and the things that that really fear and whatever else that hold people back from achieving more. That is right. So um, to close this, I want to go into a question, a topic that is very much related to what we do at Care and Support, um, which is virtual networking. I would like to know what are the, the differences for you between a face-to-face -face networking and virtual networking and um, in terms of strategy and results? Yeah, you know, if you set up a meeting with somebody uh, in a virtual world, I think to some degree, um, results might sometimes be better and uh, and other times maybe not. It, again, this is down to how you how, how well things go when you meet with somebody and personalities clicking, you're looking for areas of common interest. There is no question in person, in my opinion, is the best because you can really read people's body language. You can really uh, get a feel for what's going on and, and maybe they're in a, a setting that's that's makes them feel uh, more relaxed. Now, having said that, if I get on a call on, on Zoom or Teams or whatever the, the uh, platform is, it's really irrelevant. But the truth of the matter is, is provided they have their camera on, like this is an audio interview. So I really don't know what you're doing on your side. You know, maybe you're making funny faces at me. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, is what will happen, you see, is that they're, they both have strengths. I think when you go into it, you kind of need to know what do I hope to accomplish with this? How can I make a difference in their world? Why would this person want to speak with me? What's going to really make a difference on this, whether you're see them in person at an event or virtual? But I think in the virtual, it, there's many respects where you can really stick to the plan. Whatever you seek as, as the goals that you wish to accomplish on the call. That's how I look at it because it's not like that can't be done in person, but I think what happens a lot when you're in, in person at events, when the room's filled with a lot of people, is you get constantly interrupted by others. Uh, people come in and it's hard for you to devote your 100% um, you know, focus on that person, even though you want to. 
uh, and it depends. Like uh, someone like me, I'll, I'll, uh, when I go out in London here networking, I probably know 70% of the room. And so because of that, a lot of people come up, especially when we're moving towards post-pandemic, where people will come up, hey, James, it's really great to see it. And you're constantly interrupted. So on a call like this, it's just you and me. And you can be focused on that conversation and you can really hear what the other person's and gather it. There is an old saying that says we have a tendency to listen to reply rather than listen to understand. And this is on a call like this. This is a tremendous opportunity to really understand what, what the other person thinks, feels and you know how they relate to something you're saying. And then that helps guide you in whatever that path might be of the material that you want to cover with them. Wonderful, James. You really have given me a lot of food for thought. So thank you. Um, I'm pretty sure the care and support community thanks you as well for the amazing uh, knowledge you've shared in, in this episode. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share? Well, you know, if there's people that, uh, let's say, um, students, up and coming grads or whatever, and they uh, want any tips or advice on, this, on advice on this kind of thing, they can reach out or uh, the college and the university should ask about our um, academia channel. I think they'll be blown away to see how amazing it works to to help promote champion their students with healthcare organizations. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, you know what? Uh, I encourage people to go out and network. Now that uh, in-person events are coming back, I highly encourage it. Trust me, it will, once you start doing it, you'll realize that I'm so glad I did this because it just has a dramatic impact on improving your self-confidence lowering fears and then having you realize that the people you're speaking with they're no better than than you are they're just like us and every one of us feels pain joy everything exactly the same way so my suggestion is to get out there and start rock starring it thank you james thank you so much for your time and your knowledge and um your amazing advice uh, and for for everyone out there thank you for listening thank you for joining and uh, we'll be back next week with another great episode of the caring support podcast goodbye